Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Batman 1966. Today, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 27, titled, The Curse of Tut. In this episode, King Tut puts into motion a terrifying plan to take Gotham City for his own. And of course, Batman and Robin have to stop him, because what would this show be if that wasn't the case? Now, this is the very first appearance of King Tut in this show. And I am so glad that we finally got around to him. Because I love this character. I love this villain. I love King Tut so, so much. This is a character who could so easily have been a who-gives-a-shit villain that I just never care about ever. He could have so easily fallen flat. The writing's on the wall of just, what are you doing? But they save themselves by having this villain just be so entertaining in every possible way. And so intriguing in every possible way. I'll make a bold statement right now. King Tut, by far, my favorite villain in this series to have not previously originated in Batman lore. So, aside from Joker, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, all those people, King Tut, best villain in the show, by a long shot. The whole conceit of King Tut, that he's just this average professor, this random dude who got hit in the head once, And now he thinks he's the reincarnation of King Tut. And Gotham City is the reincarnation of Thebes. And it's his destiny to rule Gotham. And now he's going around. And everything's ancient Egypt. Everything has to be Egyptian. And he's just like this big Egyptian-themed pompous whatever. Who talks all fancy and... Does all of his things Egyptian-like. And is just so weird. But also really entertaining to watch. Like, I love that conceit. This is such a fun villain. And Victor Buono is amazing as him. Victor Buono gives such an incredible performance in this series. I love him every second he's on screen. He's so freaking incredible. Alright, so now that I've praised King Tut, let's get into the actual events of this episode itself, starting with the opening sequence, 
Uh, we start things off in Gotham City Park. And then a giant sphinx comes in. And a woman comes over the speaker inside the sphinx and says, Hey, King Tut will rise and you'll all be ruled by him. Or you'll die. That is all. Everyone's terrified by this. GCPD is like, what's going on? And Chief O'Hara's like, well, what if this is a publicity stunt by the museum? And Gordon's like, yeah, that might be the case. I mean, yeah, we do have an Egyptian-themed supervillain, but that might be the case. Let's, uh, let's call Bruce Wayne and see if, uh, see if this is his doing because he's on the board of the museum. So Gordon calls Bruce, who coincidentally is about to go to the museum with Aunt Harriet and Dick. And Gordon's on the phone. Bruce is confused for a second because it's like, like, wait, what? Gordon's calling me and not Batman? What's going on here? And Alfred's like, yeah, dude, I know, but he's calling, ba- he's calling you. So answer the phone is you. And Bruce answers the phone, and Gordon's like, was this a publicity, was this a publicity stunt? And Bruce is like, no, it wasn't. And Gordon's like, okay, cool. And he's like, yeah, we should probably call Batman. (laughs) So then Bruce has to go answer the phone again, but as Batman. What a comedy of errors. Uh, So Bruce and Dick abandon Aunt Harriet. Who's all fussy. Oh, I never. We had plans and they went off and did their stuff. <sighs> Bruce and Dick spring into action. Batman and Robin spring into action. Uh, Batman and Robin have their obligatory briefing with Commissioner Gordon. Where Batman essentially turns to the camera and gives King Tut's entire origin story. (laughs) That's literally what happens. And then we get to this phenomenal Sphinx scene. Uh, Beforehand, you have our first look at King Tut. He's bragging about how he's going to kill Batman and Robin. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, His goons are... That's another entertaining thing about King Tut. He always has goons that are trying really hard to fit the ancient Egyptian theme, but can't quite go the extra mile. <laughs> you always, he always has like the most half-ass goons on the planet, and it's amazing in relation to him. Like part of what I love about King Tut is you always just like, God, guys, you, it, we talked about this. We're, Doing ancient Egyptian stuff. This is all Egyptian theme. Just, just, just try, just try to fit it. Like, I, I know this is weird. I know this is unorthodox. But co- come on. I mean, I'm the reincarnation of King Tut, and Gotham City's the reincarnation of Thebes. So it, it fits. It fits with my. Ca- just, just try. And the goons always are just like, uh, Egypt. And King Tut's like. Whatever. <laughs> that's that's part of why I love King Tut so much. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he reveals that there is indeed a, a trap in the Sphinx. 
Batman and Robin are at the Sphinx now. A uh, woman's voice comes over the yeah, yeah. woman's voice comes over the loudspeaker again and basically says, "Hey, if you're if you're if you tamper with this Sphinx, you're gonna die. You're, you'll be smitten down by Anubis, which means you'll die. Especially Batman. Don't touch this, Batman." Batman and Robin touch it anyway. <laughs> they examine the Sphinx. Robin finds a handle. And Batman's like, no, don't! It could be booby-trapped! Uh, Batman ties, like, a string around it. They step far away from it, pull the string, and the handle turns out it activates, like, a blade that emerges from the Sphinx and would stab anyone who pulled it. Good thing they stepped away! <laughs> And apparently, this was the entire trap. They say, they cut to King Tut, realizing they've escaped this one trick blade, and he's like, What? They've escaped? How is this possible? (laughs) My plan was foolproof. There's no possible way anyone could have dodged that blade. What is happening right now? No, that was easily... (laughs) Okay, even if they were stupid enough to pull the handle. I feel like Batman and Robin, of all people, would have been able to dodge before they got stabbed. Like, one trick blade is not enough of a death trap (laughs) to be... Foolproof by Batman and Robin standards. That's just stupid. <laughs> you underprepared. This is your own fault. Don't pretend that Batman and Robin outsmarted you. You're just an idiot. <laughs> I could outsmart you. And I'm dumb. I'm the dumbest person. And even I could outsmart you in this particular instance. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? So King Tut's like, ah, go kill them. Go kill them, my goons. Uh, Batman and Robin spot uh, the woman, Nefertiti. They go after her. They corner her. She hits them with, like, an exploding asp. And they, and she runs away. They encounter the other two guys that do have swords. Somehow Batman and Robin get swords as well. And we have a really lame sword fight. Slash regular fight. Boom, bam, pow. Really crappy sword to sword choreography. All the things. It's kind of laughable. But anyway. The goons run away. At some point. And Batman's like. Okay, well King Tut's obviously going to hit the museum. So I'll go there as Bruce Wayne. And surprise him, I guess. Somehow. Uh, so we cut to the museum, and we get this phenomenal museum sequence. Bruce is showing off all the new Egyptian exhibits, ancient Egyptian exhibits. And he opens this one mummy sarcophagus. And the mummy comes to life! It comes to life! 
and immediately falls over. So everyone's like, King Tut has risen! The mummy is alive! Clearly no one could have tampered with this at any point! It's magic! They call an ambulance and are like, okay, we're gonna bring this guy to the hospital and Bruce, like an idiot, is all like, okay, I'll go to the hospital with him. And in the hallway of the museum, on their way out of the building, Tut and his goons, by the way, that's definitely Tut, Tut and his goons, <laughs> while he's still in his mummy thing, jump Bruce, hit him with some knockout gas, Tut emerges, takes off his mummy garb, and is like, Okay, take him to the thing where we'll hold him for ransom. So Bruce is now wheeled into the back of this ambulance. A very small ambulance. Were 60s ambulances different? I guess they were. Ah, whatever. Point is, Bruce Wayne has been kidnapped. And Tut, after bitching out, Nefertiti for eating a hot dog. Once again, his goons. They half-ass it at every possible point. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> so King Tut, after doing that, gets on the speaker in the Sphinx and is like, We have Bruce Wayne! So, give us money at some point, I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you how much later. We'll tell you what we need later. We don't even really, we're not even really confirming that's money. This idiot podcaster who's recapping the show is just saying money because he's just filling in the blanks in his own head like an idiot. Anyway, point is, we have Bruce Wayne kidnapped. He's ours. Give us what we want. We'll tell you what it is later. Bye. Is this still on? Is this still, oh, it's still on? Uh, okay, uh, actually by now. That last part never happens, but <laughs> I put that in because I didn't know how to keep going after that. I was stalling so my brain could catch up to my mouth. So, Bruce Wayne is kidnapped. Everyone's freaking out. The bat phone rings in the bat cave. Robin answers and Gordon's like, Hey, uh, can we talk to Batman? And Robin's like, no, he's not here. And Gordon's like, why? And Robin's like, uh, reasons? And Gordon's like, okay, d d just tell us when he's in. And then that's it. Uh, Alfred comes down and is like, Aunt Harriet, no, she's shaken. I'm a bit shaken by it. Robin goes to work trying to track Batman down. And then we get our cliffhanger. Our epic, epic cliffhanger that is just Bruce Wayne being an idiot, basically. He's in the back of this ambulance, rolling around. They they strapped him down, but they never strapped the gurney down. I feel like they should have done that. At some point. Because otherwise, this stupidity could never happen. So... Bruce Wayne uses the fact that these people are idiots 
to move, push himself out, to roll himself out, even though he's strapped down. So he somehow manages to burst out the back door of the ambulance, rolling on this gurney. Uh, they were going up a hill, so he's rapidly moving down a frickin' hill. Still strapped down like an idiot. And then he sees, oh crap, there's a 300 foot drop coming up. I really should have thought of this before I rolled myself away. Without unhooking myself at all. Idiot. Idiot. So anyway, Bruce is about to go on this 300-foot drop, and that's where it ends. We don't know what's going to happen. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, So yeah, Bruce Wayne's an idiot. King Tut's an idiot. Everyone's an idiot. (laughs) They're all dumb. (laughs) Uh, But this was a really, really solid introduction episode for King Tut. I really, really liked it. Uh, cannot wait to talk about the resolution of this arc, the second half of this arc. I love that we have finally gotten around to King Tut. That dude is the greatest not previously established villain. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive so that you can be here Every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. You can also find this show on pretty much whatever podcatcher you prefer. Uh, Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 28. Talk to you then.